Look at the load I'm hauling. Hard work, I hit it harder. Ain't nothing new for a backwoods farmer. Sun up to sundown, backing up traffic all the way to town. Camo hat and a farmer's tan. Welcome to Fast Line Fast Track, presented by Fast Line Media Group, your innovative consumer resource and marketing partner of choice for the evolving agricultural community. Now, here's your host, Brent Adams. Welcome to Fast Line Fast Track from London, Ohio, for Farm Science Review 2019, presented by The Ohio State University. This week, we'll hear from the folks from John Deere, Drago, and Best Way Ag, and more. You won't want to miss a moment of it. Let's go. <laughs> Farm Science Review 2019 was held September 17th through the 19th at the Molly Karen Agricultural Center in London, Ohio. More than 100,000 people attended this year's event, which featured more than 700 exhibitors. It also featured agronomy sessions, Ask the Expert classes, field demonstrations, and more. And first up this week on Fast Line Fast Track, we catch up with Nick Zachrich, who's the farm show manager for Farm Science Review, put on by The Ohio State University. Nick, welcome in. Great. Thanks for having me, Brent. So we had him on a couple weeks ago here for a preview of the show, and now we're catching him here at the tail end of the show. How have things gone for you? Yeah, things are great. As the hours are winding down, just at the end of 2019, we're already making notes for 2020. We've had great attendance this year with some excellent weather that we've had. We've been very fortunate. We were due for some great weather and uh, have a nice cool breeze and about 80 degrees for a high for all three days. So that's that's perfect for us. Oh, it was awesome. Last year we had sun every day, but it was about 95. So to take it down 10 or 15 degrees has made all the difference in the world. Yep, it has been great. It's been able to keep the crowds later in the afternoon. Our field demonstrations have been awesome. Uh, we've had thousands of people out to the field demos to see corn harvest, soybean harvest, field demos, and a lot of egg technology demonstrations by our extension educators. Uh-huh. More than 700 exhibitors and uh, uh, more than 100,000 people show up. And I would have to uh, think that that number or maybe just a bit higher this year. Yeah, we, we should uh, should reach that. We had over 90,000 people between, between the first two days on Tuesday, Wednesday. Wow. And so uh, today we were expecting, you know, to, to break that 100 very easily. Uh-huh. Um, what, uh, what, what kind of things do you look forward to learn from as you start to plan for next year's show? Yeah, there's a lot of things we look at. Um, you know, the, the only challenge we have is we only get once a year to, to change anything to see how it works. Uh, we, we did try to do things uh, this year with uh, some, some courtesy shuttles uh, going around the exhibit area. We did a little bit of that last year and expanded that. And we also created some rest stops. Uh, with the warmer weather we've had the last several years, we decided we need to provide a little bit of water for the visitors and uh, also have a little bit of shade under some tents with some picnic tables. So that's been well. We'll hope to develop on that a little bit in the future, too, and just uh, being things more comfortable. A lot of just the little things that, that most people don't think about, but when you get there and the convenience is there, then it just makes the experience that much better. Uh-huh. And a big kudos to you guys, too, for uh, the food vendors as well. Uh, a great selection of, of food here, and, and also things moved along really smoothly from what I observed. Yep, uh, we appreciate that. You know, we, we're really proud of that, and all of our groups are uh, affiliated with the nonprofit in some way. So half of our groups are OSU student groups, and it's a major fundraiser for them for their whole year of being able to do activities, uh, pay for their, their meeting refreshments and meeting supplies, and all the activities they do with uh, you know different volunteer things they do throughout the years. Uh, the other half, the uh, uh, nonprofits, uh, food for food groups, and uh, they do an excellent job, and they're very well organized. Most of them have been around for many years. And so they've experienced the growth of our show, and they've been able to grow along with us. And we talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago. One of the cool things that you guys did this year is a career fair. How, how did that turn out? Yeah, the career fair was excellent. Uh, we, we had 18 companies, which uh, we thought was a respectable start to it. And uh, we're very well prepared for next year and made a lot of notes there. And we have some educators uh, within OSU. Uh, 
not just in ag and natural resources, but also in 4-H and some other branches of our college that are going to assist with that. So uh, we, we think we can really grow that next year. We have a lot of space in the tent we had it in. And uh, we had several hundred people come through that looking for uh, information about careers or different job opportunities. Well, one of the cool things the last couple of days is, is we've sat here and done interviews with, with a number of different vendors who have come through here is the, the volume of students, high school students and, and college students alike who have come through here. And a lot of them come through in big packs and, uh, yeah. and, and seem to be really engaged in what they're doing and, and, and really uh, inquisitive about ag. So I think that really bodes well for uh, the future of ag and for what you're doing here with this show. Absolutely, and, and some of the high school programs, we know that you know the ag programs are, are very well deep-rooted in agriculture, but a lot of students aren't necessarily off the farm. So there's a lot of things that they can come and see here that they haven't experienced before. And even if they are off the farm, if they're not a real diverse farm, they maybe I'll see some uh, silage harvesters, or if they are off the dairy farm or things like that, they're going to see some of the, the soybean headers and uh, things like that that they, they don't experience at home. And, and the scale uh, may be a little bit different as well, so you can see a range of you know, very small tractors to very large tractors here on site. So no matter what size operation you have, you're going to see something different. Mm -hmm. So as you start making your preparations for next year, make sure you check periodically back at their website, fsr.com osu.edu. Check out the, everything that they've got going on. They'll have, a, I'm sure, a recap of uh, the 2019 show and uh, start throwing details up there for 2020 as it goes. But uh, any parting words as, uh, as we wrap up here, the 2019 show? Uh, no, just uh, we appreciate everybody's uh, attendance this year that's been here, and we look forward to seeing everybody again next year. And we appreciate uh, fa everything that Fastline does. And uh, we, we partnered together on a few things, and it's been great. It's been excellent for us. And, uh, and I know that uh, you know the exposure that we get between each other is, is just awesome, and it's great. And we have a lot of partnerships like that across the site. Well, Nick, you put on a heck of a show here, and, and we're proud to be associated with it. And certainly anything we can do for you, uh, we're, we're glad to do so and uh, you'll hear more about the 2020 show as, as we get closer to it and I know this is a good show uh, because I've seen uh, uh, organizers from, from some of the other big shows around the country kind of milling about here the last few days taking notes and, and getting to uh, understand a bit about what this what makes this show tick and, and makes it so great so Nick Zacharyt you do a, a great job man and we thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Fast Line Fast Track. Great appreciate it I appreciate the invitation Brent. One of those other show organizers that I mentioned was Jennifer Fox, who's the marketing director for the World Ag Expo, which will be held February 11th through the 13th in Tulare, California. I uh, had a chance to bring her onto the show here at uh, Farm Science Review, and she even dropped a little news. Back at Farm Science Review 2019 at the Molly Karen Agricultural Center in London, Ohio, for Farm Science Review 2019. And even though we're in the midst of this show and it's September, uh, we're already looking ahead to uh, uh, February and uh, walking down the, uh, the, the aisles at uh, uh, Farm Science Review, who do we run into but Jennifer <laughs> Fox, who is the marketing manager for the World Ag Expo, uh, which is held each February in, in beautiful Tulare, California. Uh, this year's uh, 2020 show is going to be February 11th through the 13th. It always begins on a Tuesday. And uh, Jennifer... Uh, thank you for uh, popping in and taking some time to talk to us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So uh, you guys already started planning 2020 before uh, the ribbon was put on 2019. That's right. We always start our prep in December. Um, so this year was or this time it was December 2018, getting ready uh -huh. uh, for the 2020 show. <laughs> That's exciting. So yeah. the uh, how many folks uh, attended the show in 2019? Sure. So we had, uh, it was a rainy year, so uh -huh. kept some looky-loos at home. We love them, but we really love our farmers. Uh, so we were just a touch under 103,000. 
Awesome. And uh, so much to do there. How many exhibitors at the show? So 2019 uh, was 1,452. Wow. And we've got plus or minus 2,100 spaces Uh uh, between 10 by 10s and 40 by 40s. But uh, yeah, good indoor outdoor group. And that show, much like the, uh, the the National Farm Machinery Show that takes place around that same mm-hmm. time in, in Louisville, is really an opportunity where uh, manufacturers uh, roll out some new products and, and you get to get up close and personal with a lot of the greatest uh, innovations uh, that are coming to market. Absolutely. It was fun, this last show. Um, there was a lot of stuff launching same day, that Wednesday of the week, first day of uh, Louisville, uh, our second day and biggest day, which is the Wednesday. And so I know that New Holland had some stuff they are keeping under wraps. Uh, but got to launch it at the show, and so did Case. Uh-huh. Um, I've already seen one press release for 2020 that John Deere is going to, um, actually a model they have here that they're also going to bring into World Ag Expo. Excellent. You heard that here first, so make sure that you're, you're uh, uh, staying on top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how are preparations coming for the 2020 show? Really well, which, you know, just given the state of ag right now, and just mm-hmm. especially in the Midwest, the rain and the year they've had, and trade and all sorts of things. I was a little surprised, but we're ahead of last year. People are really excited about the show, the opportunity. Uh, we're probably about 84% sold, and we're, what are we, five months out? Uh-huh. So um, it's really good, and, and we're going to add something new in 2020, so that'll be an interesting new ad as well. So new for 2020, what, what do you have on the horizon? Anything you can talk about? I can talk about a few things. I think the one of the things we're excited about is we're doing more partnership with Fresno State, and they're going to bring out some new, maybe a new contest. We're still <laughs> working on that one, but definitely some robotics and some demonstrations. That should be really cool in the demonstration center. But I think the biggest one that we know is a conversation everywhere, and especially here at Farm Science, is hemp. Uh-huh. And uh, so, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. So we are committing to a hemp pavilion. Um, at the 2020 show, and we're, we've already got a wait list of folks that are looking at spaces. We haven't even press released yet. That's wow. probably going to come out next week. Um, but we know the conversation's a big deal. Uh, people need to know. They want to know. And you want to make sure you're making a good decision for your farm, not just thinking it's, you know, gold rush. You really got to make plans. So that's really our focus is that education and seeing who those top quality partners are. So we're going to start small. Um, we are cooperating with a group uh, called Epic Blue and they're in the hemp space, mm-hmm. so we want to make sure we're doing, you know, working with the right people and providing great information to our attendees and even some of our exhibitors. Um, but yeah, we'll have uh, exhibit space and seminars throughout the show in that one pavilion. And so look for the Hemp Education and Marketing Pavilion. Well, that's exciting stuff. And that's when I will give a plug for you to go back to the archives, Fast Line, Fast Track, uh, right around, I believe it was July 1st, right around the the July 4th holiday. uh, We had an interview with uh, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue and also Mm -hmm. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who were in Louisville for a, a hemp town hall summit with a bunch of folks who uh, were in the industry, are in the industry, and are uh, uh, doing big things there. So uh, if you're uh, still doing your due diligence on Mm -hmm. that market, go back and listen to that because they had some really insightful comments and uh, uh, there is a lot to talk about. And I'm sure you guys are going to unpack a lot of that. I know they did a couple weeks ago at uh, Farm Progress where they Mm -hmm. had a similar Mm -hmm. pavilion there as well. So uh, it's not going away. It's not getting any smaller. It's it's just going to get bigger. So if if you do think that uh, uh, that there may be opportunities there, go check that out. People want to know more about the show as they make their plans for uh, the upcoming uh, World Ag Expo. Where can they go to check it out? They can go to Mm worldagexpo.com. And uh, if you're coming to see the show, check out the attendee 
link if you want to be an exhibitor. We're still placing from the wait list and go to the exhibitor so- section and apply for space. Yeah, so uh, you talk about some of the challenges in agriculture. How important is it for shows like yours to really get a new growing season off to a strong start, but also to kind of infuse uh, some enthusiasm and confidence into the industry? They are so important. Um, You know, being here and seeing folks getting to talk to each other, getting to talk to manufacturers and some of their salespeople, um, that networking and sharing stories of what's happening is important too. Mental health is a much bigger conversation. That's really important to know you're not alone uh, and it can get better. But also, we were in uh, at Sunbelt Ag Expo uh-huh. last year, and it was right after the hurricane. I mean, right after. Sure. And the big thing there, too, was it's a time to come together. It's a time to talk with each other, support each other, and figure out what we're going to do next. And it, I think that's always the story of anywhere where you get to get together with people like you and share your stories, and sure. whether it's successes or failures and commiserate or celebrate together. It's, it's fun, it's interesting, and there's so much cool stuff to see. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And, and there is. There's a lot uh, to see and do there at the World Ag Expo. We want to make sure that you get out there to Larry, California, February 11th through the 13th. You can go check out that website. And uh, Jennifer, thank you for taking the time to uh, stop by and talk to us here on Fast Line Fast Track. Oh, thank you so much. Next up, we talk with the folks from John Deere about a revamped tractor line they introduced at the show. Back on Fast Line Fast Track here at Farm Science Review 2019 in London, Ohio. And I'm with Archie A. Strike, who's the 6M Series Cab Tractor Marketing Guru here. And they just released this tractor this week. They're, they're unveiling it here at this show. Archie, tell us about this thing. Yeah, it's, we got a really exciting show out here this week. Uh, we just unveiled two completely redesigned 6M tractors. Uh, both On both sides here, we've got a 6110M and a 6120M. Now, the reason that we chose these two tractors to unveil here at Ohio Farm Science Review is uh, because we've completely redesigned the engine package, and that's resulted in a really nice, uh, aggressive downslope of a hood, really helping out with that loader visibility, which is what we see a lot of these tractors operating under. Um, additionally, on top of that, changes coming to the entire 6M model lineup is going to be uh, added options in the cab. Things like electronic SCVs, electronic loader joystick, front axle suspension, cab suspension, items like that, as, as well as a, a compact command arm too. Something that you see a little bit more in the larger tractors. And speaking of kind of moving towards that larger tractor strategy as well, we've actually taken the uh, tachometer and the speedometer off of the steering wheel and put them onto a corner post display on all of our 6M tractors. So if you're familiar with large tractors, this will look very familiar to you as well. Um, at the same time, we, uh, we've gone a little bit old school too. We know the 6430 tractors were a huge hit, very popular tractor. So these new 6110 and 6120M tractors are now at a 94-inch wheelbase, matching up to that 6430 tractor that was so popular, especially in loader and hay work. Excellent. And these tractors are made where? Monheim, Germany. People want to know more about them. Where do they go? Yep. So uh, go to configure.deer.com or deer.com, and uh, there will be all sorts of great information out there on the uh, on the new tractors, the options available for them, and items like that. The 6M Series tractor. Go check those out. And RTA Strike, we appreciate you taking the time to join us on Fast Line Fast Track. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Next up, we talk with an expert from Fenton, Iowa-based Dragotech USA, which sells corn heads designed to prevent yield loss. Their Drago Series 2 heads were named a winner of the 2019 Equipment Watch Highest Retained Value Award. At the Farm Science Review show, they share results of a study that shows that stock variability is a major cause of yield loss. 
Back on Fast Line Fast Track from the Farm Science Review 2019. And I've got with me Dustin Bowling, who's the National Marketing Director for Drago. And uh, these guys have, have brought the great Drago Series 2 corn heads with the automatic deck plates in and uh, uh, drawn a lot of attention. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the big thing about our corn head is it's got automatic deck plates, which is going to really play big this year with the variability. You know, I farm myself. And, you know, this spring was a really tough spring for a lot of farmers. Uh, there was so much uh, decision-making that had to be done. Do we push this in uh, the planters and, and mud it in? Do we not? You know, uh, a lot of decisions had to be made. A lot of things got pushed, and uh, which is going to cause a lot of variability out in the field uh, on top of the extra, all the water, extra ponding, and then also it kind of got dry. So it's going to be a really variable yield out there. And that's what Drago is really known for, uh, and uh, by adjusting to all that variability with our automatic deck plates. Every row automatically adjusts as you go through the field. And so we did a study, uh, and you can find it on our website, um, where we actually uh, measured our deck plate movement and how many decisions we were making per acre. And uh, what we found is we found that uh, one eighth of an inch can cost, university studies show an eighth of an inch can cost you up to four bushels an acre, which you can't see from the cab. And so what we've found on one eighth inch movements with our deck plates automatically adjusting, in one acre we found 5,386 decisions were made per acre uh, last year on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a farm. Also, we found uh, a quarter inch movement was 1,582 decisions per acre on average. So what I'm saying is you can really see where kernel loss could really happen uh, and small ears can be lost with, if your deck plates are too wide. With us, our deck plates are always up against the stalk, keeping the kernels from slipping through. And even if you have 100 bushel corn on one side of the head, 200 bushel corn on the other, it, it, we automatically adjust for that. We're hydraulic deck plates. You've got to make that decision. And it's really hard to make that decision from a cab. And it's one thing just to tell somebody about that, but then to back it up with the whole report, and uh, you just rattled off a little bit of it, but it goes a lot deeper than that. Yeah, it does. It actually shows uh, the symmetric, uh, how our deck plates work symmetrically, and also you know where we dropped into 40 bushel corn, what our deck plates did, how they adjusted, keeping that small ear from slipping through. And also some of the other things that we found was that 26% uh, of the time, which was the ideal amount, of uh, ideal amount was a little over three quarters of an inch is where you should have kept your deck plates in this last study. Okay, and so, but the thing is, so if you knew hydraulically that the ideal setting was 26% of the time, a little bit over uh, three quarters of an inch, the problem is, even if you knew that, you're wrong 74% of the time. So that's where, Drago really pays, you know, it's always up against the stock, keeping things from, uh, um, uh, keeping kernel loss and, and stuff from slipping through. And uh, now we have our new GT head, which also keeps kernels on the, on the cob more because it's got shock absorbers under the deck plates. That's our new product, the Drago GT. Um, and then also it's got a larger auger, complete gear drive, a lot of exciting things. There's six industry firsts on, the, on that head. So if folks want to be able to check these out themselves, where can they go? Uh, go to dragotech.com. That's D-R-A-G-O-T-E-C.com. Yep. 
Excellent. Well, Dustin, we appreciate you breaking this down for us. Make sure as you head into harvest season, if, you, if you're considering a purchase, uh, before you go anywhere else, make sure you check these guys out and check out that study. Go, go onto the website and, and really delve into that because there's a lot of really impactful stuff there. So, Dustin Bowling, we appreciate you taking the time to join us on Fast Line Fast Track. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Next up, we visit with the folks from Hopkinsville, Kentucky-based Bestway Ag, which sells fertilizer, fertilizer application equipment, lime spreaders, lime products and soil additives. And they also get into precision ag equipment, including guidance systems, GPS, and monitors. They do seed handling, sprayers, storage tanks, and accessories. And they get into machinery and uh, parts as well. Back at Farm Science Review 2019 from the Molly Karen Agricultural Center at London, Ohio. And it's Brent Adams, Fast Line Fast Track, along with Todd Barbie, who is the Vice President of Operations with Best Way Ag, based in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. You may have known them as Pro Tank and Equipment. Uh, they're going through kind of a rebranding and name change. But, Todd, uh, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Thank you very much. Good to be here. So uh, I stopped by this guy's booth yesterday, and uh, I, I couldn't uh, get any time with him because he was so busy with people streaming through there, uh, checking out uh, some of the sprayers and, uh, and uh, liquid handling applications he's got. Uh, that's a good position to be in these days. It is. It's actually been a, uh, a good start of the show. Uh-huh. Yesterday it opened up, and uh, we were busy right off the bat. Uh-huh. What, so. what, what are some of the hot sellers right now? Actually, it is the sprayers. We're getting a lot of a uh, lot of interest in our in our pasture sprayers uh-huh. at the moment. So, uh, and it's been a kind of a wet spring. Uh, we have a sprayer over there that's kind of made for you know made for uh, wet you know, wet application. So that's, that's been a big draw. Uh-huh. And, and people are looking for uh, stuff for late season this year, looking into 2020. Is I think it's 2020 is basically what they're focusing on and kind of, you know, the people are a little bit worried about commodities and, and the pricing, but, uh, uh, but, you know, I, I think we're going to overcome that. I think uh, I think it's going to be a good fall. Uh-huh. And so, in addition to that, these guys sell fertilizer, fertilizer application equipment, uh, uh, lime spreaders, and lime products, and soil additives. Also, get into uh, machine repair parts. That's a big absolutely, absolutely. Product. Yeah, a lot of uh, Raven, a lot of Raven products, a lot of GPS, a lot of Raven mm-hmm. systems that we repair. Okay, super. And also, you get into a lot of the precision ag equipment as well, the guidance systems, GPS that's monitors. Correct. Oh, yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah, that's a big part of our business. Gotcha, super. And it, it's becoming more and more just an integral part of ag in general. Oh, absolutely. Uh, with the auto steer, the ISO bus systems, everything is out there. Is, uh, you know, it's basically plug and play. Uh-huh. You, can, you can buy our sprayer, uh, plug it into the back of your tractor. It shows up on your virtual terminal in, uh-huh. inside the tractor, and you're ready to go. And we like that because if you're focusing on that, then you have some extra time in your cab. You can listen to Fast Line Fast Track. That's exactly right. And, and listen to us. So uh, also get into uh, to seed handling and, as, as we mentioned earlier, the uh, storage tanks and, and accessories and so forth. So uh, uh, what are some of the trends that you see driving your business and driving the industry right now? Uh, I think... Uh, Obviously, the commodity prices is really, it's been the main focus. It, you know, we have maintained this year. We really, we, we've had uh, major growth over the last few years, but uh, uh, this year's been a kind of a, just a maintaining year. It's, uh, it's been a kind of a learning year, but we have, uh, we're, we are seeing some growth, but the, I think the growth is uh, mainly in the smaller line, mm-hmm. the lawn and garden, the economy lines where I'm really seeing the majority of the growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, in the liquid handling, that's always going to be there. Everybody's going to need to put down fertilizer and sure. and seed. So uh, the, the tank sales have just been incredible this year. Uh-huh. 
So but for, the large equipment, I can see a little bit of a downturn. Uh-huh. So for companies like yourself to uh, stay kind of lean and mean and, and make it through some of these tumultuous times, what's the key to that? Uh, the key is just planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as sales trends and planning, and as, you know, we have meetings every week, and, and it's, a, uh, it's basically just planning for the future, planning for the next month, the next six months, planning for the next year. Uh-huh. How far, with a lot of the uncertainty, how far down the line can you look? Uh, I, we're already into next year. Uh-huh. We, we, you know, the budgets are done. We, uh, uh, I'm really expecting a turn. I'm really expecting a big turn. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, you know, with the talk, with all of, you know, we're a wholesaler. Uh, so with, uh, with the talks of, uh, amongst our dealers, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a better year. When folks come in and they know in the back of their mind that they, they need or want to make a purchase, but they are worried about some of the, uh, the unknowns out there, how do you put their minds at ease or, or, or instill some confidence in, in them that, uh, you know, that they can fall in line with your line of thinking that, that things are you know, on the verge of a rebound? Well, I think uh, I think they see it in their own business. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, with the calls being up, I, I think uh, I think they focus on their own business. I think they see it. Uh, uh, you know, th- a lot of our stocking dealers are are starting to turn over a lot of older equipment, mm-hmm. and uh, so I think it's I think we're on the verge to seeing good stuff. Excellent. So uh, if folks want to know more about uh, Best Way Ag and what you guys have to offer, uh, where can they go to find that information? They can go to bestwayag.com or uh, all of our information will be on bestwayag or protankingequipment.com and that'll give you to all of our locations. We have five locations across the United States. Uh, so we uh, so we have a big footprint, mm-hmm. and uh, like like I said, we are active, actively a wholesaler. So if you're a dealer interested, please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Well, make sure you go check these guys out here, Best Way Ag. And, and Todd, we appreciate you taking the time to join us on Fast Line Fast Track, and we hope you come back. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Back on Fast Line Fast Track from... Farm Science Review 2019 at the Molly Karen Agricultural Center in London, Ohio. And I've got with me now Tom Patterson, who's the Vice President of Sales for Martin Industries, LLC. And Martin Till, you know these guys, they've been around for a while now, based out of Elkton, Kentucky. And Tom, welcome to Fast Line Fast Track. Thank you very much. So uh, Martin Industries and Martin Till is really one of the innovators in uh, no-till or mi- minimum-till uh, uh, applications. Yeah, we uh, Brent uh, Martin Till started in 1991. A gentleman named Howard Martin, mm-hmm. which was the uh, really the, one of the pioneers in no-till farming, started the company. Uh, it was really unique. He started uh, one day. He thought he wanted to be in no-till, and he took two old uh, rotary hoe wheels off a rotary hoe, put them on a wheelbarrow, and rolled through the garden and found out if he lifted or lowered his wheelbarrow, he controlled the depth of his uh, road cleaners. And so all of a sudden, that gave him an idea how to build some row cleaners, and that was the uh, start of row cleaners for uh, Western Kentucky and hopefully North America. And the mission there uh, that uh, you guys uh, uh, advertise is saving time, money, and trouble, which is a big focus of what we do here on Fast Line Fast Track. Anything to help you save money, make money, save time, and understand your job better. Well, that's that's correct. You know, when you when you run row cleaners, it does save some trips over the field. Uh, it warms the soil a little faster. We think it helps with germination. 
uh, which in turn uh, turn into uh, better pollination and hopefully a higher yield. Uh-huh. And uh, maximizing seed emergence is huge. That's correct. We, we not only make row cleaners, but we also work with a fertilizer. We have a product called the UMOs, which is a in-row fertilizer up front. And then we also work with different types of closing wheels. And one of the new products that you guys are, are, are introducing here at Farm Science Review is a weight transfer system for John Deere 17, 70, 12, and 16 row planters uh, that features an in-cab control. You know, as planters continue to get bigger and, and you get that central fill systems uh, with moist ground or, or even softer ground, that planter has this tendency to sink in the middle. Your wings come out of the ground which in turn causes your seed depth to vary, which in turn causes pollination or germination to be different. So what we wanted to do and what Steve Martin uh, brought to the marketplace is a weight transfer system that's a bolt-on kit. The farmer can bolt it on himself. Uh, Everything's contained, uh, even the the tethered box that goes in the cab, where he can adjust that as he goes through the field by watching his wings as they either raise or lower through the field. with that, it's a complete kit. The only thing the farmer has to provide on his own is a set of hoses from the tractor back to the weight transfer kit. Gotcha. So uh, you mentioned row cleaners earlier. Uh, a new row cleaner is uh, also turning some heads here. We have a, a, a new row cleaner. Been out. This is a second year in the marketplace for it. It's called the our ACCRU, our ACCR. Uh, it comes in a, either a 60-degree angle or a 45-degree angle. The, the neat thing about that one, it's only it's very short coupled from the face plate of the planter to the face of the wheel is less than 15 inches. It's a um, dual parallel linkage up and down instead of the pendulum type, so it's a little faster reacting and um, really holds up real well. All right, so if folks want to know more about Martin Industries and Martin Till, where can they go to learn more about it? I recommend going to our, we've got a new web page that we released. It's called www.martintill.com. With that, they can go on and look at their dealer locator. Their dealer locator, all they do is type in their zip code and it'll pull up the nearest four or five dealers. So they'll be able to find a dealer that's near them that they've used to dealing with. We have about 1,800 dealers in North America and we're in about 15 countries. So we're not just in the U.S. And as you can tell by the background noise, uh, Tom Patterson draws quite a crowd wherever he goes here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just doing some great work there out of Elkton, Kentucky. Tom Patterson, the Vice President of Sales for Martin Industries. We sure appreciate you taking the time to join us on Fast Line Fast Track. Thank you, Brent. And next up, one of the big issues in agriculture these days is waterway management. Our next couple guests live that challenge every day and provide products that help farmers control water on the farm. First up is Dallas Foster with Bain Welker Equipment. Back on Fast Line Fast Track from Farm Science Review 2019. And I'm here with a special guest here. It's Dallas Foster, who's in sales with Bain Welker Equipment. Uh, They're a great Case IH dealer, also Ashland Construction Equipment dealer. They're based in Crawfordsville, Indiana, but he is based out of Pendleton, Indiana. Uh, Bain Welker has 13 locations in Indiana and Ohio. And Dallas, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, one of the things that you focus on is uh, maintaining waterways on the farm and uh, uh, really important here as we see some of the changing weather conditions. Uh, uh, one of the great new products that you guys have from Ashland is a 1410 e-scraper. Tell us a bit about that. 
Yeah, so uh, farmers managing the property is very important. Uh, you know, putting in grass waterways, helping uh, reduce uh, runoff, uh, managing uh, surface water is, is really important. And I think a lot of people saw that this year with the heavy rains. Um, so right now we, we've introduced the 1410E uh, four-tire scraper. Um, with that uh, unit, we've uh, created an ag uh, direct mount uh, hitch that'll go right onto a Category 4 ag drawbar. Uh, it's the only one in the industry. Um, we're really excited about it. It allows the farmer to have a direct mount pan to transfer some of that, uh, that weight to the rear end of the tractor and, and maintain more traction while they're uh, moving, moving topsoil. Uh -huh. and, and when you talk about traction, I think uh, of some of the Steiger tractors and, and the, the larger uh, Magnum tractors with, with AFS Connect uh, offered by our friends at Case IH. How, how does that equipment kind of tie into uh, uh, some of this other waterway management equipment? Yeah, so Ashland has a very good relationship with Case IH. Uh, all the Ashland equipment is designed for Case IH tractors not to over load uh, the drawbar, avoid any warranties. Um, you know, this uh, this merger between the companies is inspired innovation and, and Ashland is a leader in the industry with quality products. Uh, that 1410 model only requires a 225 horsepower tractor to pull it, but it's designed heavy enough to uh, hook to a 600 horsepower Steiger. So um, well built uh, in Ashland, Wisconsin, right on the South Shore of Lake Superior. Uh, with American products and American workers. So uh, one thing we talked about offline here a little bit is the fact that uh, a lot of farmers are, are, are buying this equipment to uh, get into a little bit of a sideline business uh, and, and do some one-off jobs uh, on other farms to help other folks. Right. So, uh, you know, you make a huge investment into a brand new tractor and then that tractor may sit for uh, six months out of the year. So a scraper pan is a great opportunity to use that uh, tractor, maybe to do some custom work for a commercial uh, contractor or to turn around and uh, do do work for your neighbors. Uh, um, you know, it's a it's there's nothing about an ag tractor that can't uh, match up with this construction equipment. So if folks want to know more about uh, what, what Bain Welker offers, uh, both with Ashland or Case IH work, and they go to learn more. Yeah, so Bain Welker has a website, uh, and that website can give you a link to all of our 13 locations across Indiana and Ohio. Um, and then if you, know, if you contact one of those locations, whether you're looking for parts, service, or uh, to, buy, to purchase a, a product, um, they can lead you in the right direction uh, to to an associate. So uh, go check that out. It's Bain, B-A-N-E-Welker, W-E-L-K-E-R.com. Again, Bain-Welker.com. And one thing I didn't let you in on earlier, Dallas Foster is one heck of a Papa Shot player. I learned that this week. The guy is a formidable opponent, like me, a fellow uh, Indiana native. Uh, he a Purdue grad. Uh, man, you got some skills. Yeah, uh, well, any sort of competitive environment I can get into. Uh, I, I didn't grow up playing a lot of basketball, but I did. Uh, was a huge fan of Purdue, Purdue sports and, uh, and spent a lot of time uh, watching high school basketball. So, yeah. well, well, Matt Painter would have been proud what he saw here here earlier this week here man this guy is money and i really enjoyed getting to uh, to know him here so uh, make sure you go check him out at uh, bain-welker.com and again dallas thank you for taking the time out of your schedule here at farm science review to talk to us on fast line fast track yeah appreciate the opportunity
And now we catch up with John Snyder, who is the president of Vincent's Indiana-based Hurricane Ditcher Company, which makes ditching, terracing, and waterway equipment for the farm. John, welcome to Fast Line Fast Track. Well, thanks, Brent. Glad to, glad to be here. So uh, these guys have been around since 1984 and offer 11 different kinds of ditchers, terracers, and waterway machines. And even though you do that, uh, it's more than just about selling a, a product with you guys. That's correct, yes. Uh, we do manufacture equipment, as you just said, but we offer more of a service to help with problems that the customer has rather than just trying to offer a piece of equipment that they can add to their, their line. Mm -hmm. And I know each problem is unique to each setting, terrain, so forth. But what are some of the, the, the common questions, common concerns that, that folks approach you with? Well, so many people have uh, low pockets, areas that pond uh, water in their fields, and uh, which decreases yields, obviously, and they want to try to drain those, and uh, that's a product that we have that we can help with that. Uh, but a lot of them also have erosion, and uh, they want to create terraces or maintain some terraces they already have. And waterways, as you mentioned, are a big uh, thing throughout Ohio and uh, regions in this part of the country where they get silted in and uh, they have to be maintained, have to be cleaned out and, mm -hmm. and redone. So uh, there's various concerns in various areas uh, that just require different different equipment that's why we have the 11 models we have mm -hmm. and uh, like anything else in this business technology is starting to take over and uh, hurricane ditcher has uh, the capability to provide precision control with the sidearm ditchers that use gps and as they go through uh, they store that information so you're not constantly inputting and, and repeating information that's correct, yeah. All things come with a topography map, and uh, you can map any place that you want to do. And uh, once you've mapped that and established what you want, you can uh, come back year after year or many times as you want, whenever you want, and repeat the same process. And so it's always precise and always consistent. Uh -huh. And uh, just uh, launched here recently is a, a new website for folks to uh, go check out what you have true. Uh, you can go to www.hurricane-ditcher.com and look at uh, our dealer network, uh, look at uh, operator's manuals, you can look at our products, you can uh, also go to uh, YouTube and look at uh, uh, videos and uh, all kinds of things. Isn't that a great selling tool? I mean, before people just have to take your word for it or, or they'd have to get out to a, to a field demo or something, but the fact that they can actually just sit at their computer and uh, kind of visualize this stuff is pretty cool stuff. It is. It's it's hard to see, hard to believe where we've come and where we're at, and it's just a world of technology that's just great. And I was uh, looking at a few of those videos in, in preparation of this and just really impressive stuff. Well, thank you. Yeah. So you guys have a dealer network that uh, is about 200 across the United States and Canada. You're in 31 states and 10 countries right now. That's correct. Uh, we're working with a dealer, uh, trying to get a dealer established uh, down in Bolivia as well. Oh, wow. Uh, so that'll be uh, our third country with dealers. So uh -huh. uh, we're, we're excited about that. What's that process like when you go into a new country? Interesting. Uh -huh. uh, there's all kinds of... Uh, uh, different cultures and different things uh, as you can imagine when you go there and it's hard to uh, uh, kind of understand where they're coming from and where we're heading and make that 
meet in the middle, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, it's very educational, and uh, a lot of good people out in different countries that it's just interesting to work with and and experience the different cultures and things. Uh -huh. And I would imagine, like anything else, it's a matter of just trying to build trust within that relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. You've got to uh, just have to get that trust established, and, and that's that's probably the most critical thing. Uh -huh. So uh, one of the things on the on the website, if you're interested in checking it out, they maintain a calendar of the shows that they're going to be at. So. We do. Uh, we try to maintain those anyway, but we do have a show schedule and uh, a demonstration schedule also. So if we're going to be demonstrating uh, in your area, it's something that you can attend. And uh, uh, we try to keep up with shows. We do about 10, 10 shows a year uh -huh. in various parts of the country. So. so what else is new with the company? Well, we're trying to develop a, a new product. Uh, we've been actually about two and a half years on that development. And... Uh, uh, it's exciting. We're eager to, to get it launched. Uh, we hope this fall that we can make progress with that. Uh -huh. So make sure you stick around uh, and check out hurricane-ditcher.com. Again, hurricane-ditcher.com. Follow the latest developments with the company. And, John, we appreciate you taking the time to stop by here at uh, Farm Science Review and join us on Fastline Fast Track. Well, thanks, Brent been a pleasure to be here. Appreciate that. And one of my favorite interviews from Farm Science Review had nothing to do with equipment or technology, but rather education. I spent a few minutes talking with Brad White, an ag mechanics teacher for Ohio Valley CTC. I love this guy's passion for helping educate the next generation of ag workers, and I hope you'll enjoy this interview. Back on Fast Line Fast Track from Farm Science Review 2019 at the Motley Karen Ag Center in London, Ohio. And I've got a special guest with me now. It's Brad White from West Union, Ohio, the Ohio Valley CTC. He's an ag mechanics teacher, and he also has a cow-calf operation here in Ohio. And uh, uh, Brad, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Hey, thanks for having us here today. Man, I was, uh, I was listening to, uh, over uh, kind of eavesdropping on a conversation he was having with a couple other folks here at our booth uh, and just hearing the passion he has for teaching ag students. I heard him explain the fact that uh, uh, very few of his students actually come from a farm. So uh, to, to be exposing this next generation to farming and to uh, mechanics, it, it's just so powerful. What have you learned through that experience? You know, it was a teaching. They say the best way to learn is to teach, and there is no lie in that. Uh -huh. um, I, I'm a new teacher. This is my third year. I came into the fact thinking, we're going to break tractors in half. We're going to tear combines down, you know, just knowing. Well, it was, it was a little bit daunting in the fact that some of the kids didn't know how to use the tools properly. Uh -huh. So what they were called, what they were. So, you know, we start at the bottom. We, But as you see them grow and start, you don't have to tell them anymore that the, how to use the torque wrench. You don't have to tell them anymore the proper way to jack something up and secure it or to have their safety glasses on, as simple as that sounds. Uh -huh. uh, these employers, they're wanting kids that are safety trained. Uh -huh. So just to see them when they go into, you know, real-life applications, we have lots of it, you know, in the, in the shop and they're around the farm at school, uh, to go ahead and do something that they've learned in the classroom and, or correct another student, that's when I know it's getting across to them, when they start to self-regulate, you know. And two big components, I think, uh, that, that are so important there. One being 
the, the proper uh, application of common sense <laughs> and, and the other one being confidence. And how, how have you seen those grow as, as students uh, just become more adept at, uh, at learning? Uh, we are talking about juniors and seniors is what I teach, sure, you know, sure. and, and, and predominantly boys. I've got, I've got a few girls, but, you know, and boys will be boys. Uh -huh. And I, I, talk, I talk to them daily about honoring. And from being from Southern Ohio, you know, I, I was honoring my whole life, and I may be involved in their honoring sometimes, but I, I can't, I can't, I, I don't deal with disrespect yeah. to themselves, uh, to other teachers, anybody in the community, people that we have so many people come into the program and help us. It's, it's, I don't have a problem with that. You know, we, we may mess around or play jokes every once in a while, but it, to see them grow and then when they go out and ask for that first job and come back, hey, I didn't, I looked them in the eye and they, and they talked to me like I was a human. You know, they wanted me to be part of their company. Or, you know, that, that's the fulfilling part for me that I did not think that I was going to have coming into this teaching profession. Uh -huh. How important is it to get kids inspired? I, I, I hear so much when, when I interview people from around the country the, the, that are having trouble with uh, a brain drain, so to speak. Yep. You know, people yep. are leaving the farm. They're, they're going, taking jobs elsewhere. They see their parents, grandparents maybe struggling with the farm. But how, how do we keep those kids on the farm? How do we keep them engaged? That's it. it there's not, it's not just a cow-calf operation. It's not a dairy. It's not just a grain farmer anymore. There's getting these kids to understand that ag is so big that that's also what, where the Farm Science Review is a, is a key component for us because a lot of the kids I brought today has never seen equipment like this, don't know what it's used for. And I'm hoping that when they come back to us that we can talk about that. You know, that's the, you know, that spark. Maybe, you know, maybe some of them don't care anything about the tillage tools, yeah. but they see something on the big diesel today that really sparks their interest and maybe leads them to Uno or leads them to Cat Think Big or, you know, those opportunities that are out there that, uh, that maybe would go unnoticed for someone kind of shelled in a little bit. Uh -huh. So just uh, going to the power show in, the, in Louisville in the winter. You know, I had a kid, it was the first time he'd ever rode an escalator. Wow. He said, Mr. White, can I ride it again? I said, yeah, have at it, buddy, you know. But, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we, he, he loved it. You know, you get out there and you get them exposed to it, and you just got to find that little spark for them. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. You know, you'd think you got them going in the right direction, but you do the best you can. And how much does technology play into what you guys are doing? We, we a lot. And I would love to, I, I'm very, very fortunate from, uh, several of the dealerships that are close to us there being Bain Welker or uh, um, Baxler Tractor Sales in Seaman they they are more than willing to send our Ag Pro in Georgetown they will they will send technicians right to the shop with the laptops or or invite us into their shops you know on the mechanical on the mechanic side because you just don't work on everything with a wrench and a screwdriver anymore, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so that's that's one of the things that I try to introduce into my daily habits with the kids every day when they come in on the educational tractor through FFA for AT. Uh, they keep track of their skills and their jobs on there. And then I have another classroom called Today's Classroom 
that's an online it's it's sometimes it's self-directed and sometimes it's i give them jobs on there to do so it it after a while they use the technology enough it kind of becomes second nature to them so when they need to go look up something or they need information about it they've got it they can go find it and one of the coolest things that i heard you say uh, a little while ago is that uh, fastline is part of your classroom yes yes we uh, all the time we're looking you know in agriculture you're always looking for the biggest bang for your buck the best deal on the, on the best thing out there uh, so me and the other teacher, Luke Ronimus, we may have all the kids search for a certain item. And you don't, you know, the, the way people have different search habits, different stuff comes up. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's really neat to see what some of them find. You type in the exact, everybody says they typed in the same thing, which, you know, they don't, you know. They'll, they'll, have, they'll have tractors in the mud and all kind of stuff by the time they're done with their search. But, you know, it's, it, it's fun to see using, if, if we didn't have stuff like that, you know, I can take I can take that and, and look at a tractor in California uh-huh. and, and compare it to one in Alabama and then one in your backyard. Uh-huh. You know, all all with the click of a few buttons and moving your mouse a couple of times. And it's it, it hopefully it lets the kids see that, you know, those things are out there and you can go get them if you want to. Uh-huh. Another uh, neat thing I heard you talking about was. Uh, people donating you equipment and then you sending uh, your kids online to, to help match up, to, to help them understand what's missing, what needs to be done, and, and to do a little problem solving. Donating equipment, yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, we usually get somebody else's, uh, could you, do you think you could do something with this, you know, <laughs> or we took it apart and here's the boxes, but you know, that's great. And we, and we've, and we've, people have been awesome supporters of the class and our, and the program at, at Ohio Valley. Um, you know, but yeah, you get on there because all of a sudden you don't have a mind's eye of what that tractor looks like or what that disc looks like or what that hay baler, you know, there's a guard missing here or this or that. You know, go ahead, jump on there. It's a it's a 72 model, you know, um, with with as many kids as I have in the classroom, one job every week I have a kid that stays in the office. I have an office setting in my shop. You know, if somebody needs parts ordered, he's the one that orders them. If If they need a picture brought up on the internet he's the one that looks it up you know they all week kids at first when they when they hear they get tool room or office job they're like oh yeah but by the <laughs> middle of the week they're they've already put their own little spin on uh, what the, what they found or that what they attributed to a project in the shop and it usually so the next time when they got to do it for themselves boom 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 they know right where they're at and it's and it i did it to start with because so I could spend more time with other kids out in the shop, mm-hmm. but it's really worked out as a kind of a neat deal for them uh, as a learn as another learning project, a soft skill that they can attach to their resumes. Well, that's excellent. I know uh, I had a conversation a few months ago with the dean of the ag school at uh, University of Florida, and uh, the one comment that came up is that the kids need more, both at the high school and the collegiate level, at problem solving and working together as a team because once you get out into the working world that's my my board my board in big letters on the, in the middle of the whiteboard it never gets erased it says process mm-hmm. and i don't care if it's how you pour your post toasties into your bowl and do you put the milk on first and pour your cereal on next or you know there's a process to everything you do whether it's the biggest combine that rolls through just barely fits through the shop door or your grandma's wood chipper yeah. you go through the same process you find you figure it out as you go and after a while once they buy into that they they do real well with it uh-huh. you know and maybe and and that's because sometimes the best thing they figure out is this thing's not worth fixing yeah 
Yeah. You know, let's buy a new one. Yeah. What's the most rewarding part of this job for you? Well, well when, I, when I took this job, um, my, my father passed that summer. It, me and my dad, I, we were best friends probably, you know, after I graduated high school. We raced together, pulled tractors together. Uh, you know, he quit being my dad a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Well, he could fix anything, uh-huh. you know. So when they came to me and asked me if I would take a look at this position, I don't know if I needed the kids or if the kids needed me, or, but I didn't realize how well you would get to know the kids. Mm-hmm. And on a personal level, um, I really enjoy being around them, seeing, seeing them. They're so close to that next step of being out into the, the world. Yeah. You know, a lot of my kids go straight into the job industry. Sure. Um, some of, you know, I've got several in, in technical schools and such, but a lot of them go right into that job industry and hoping that they're ready. Uh-huh. Hoping that's seeing the ones that take a hold of an opportunity that's presented to them, an opportunity that I would have liked to have had or, or, or didn't have yeah. uh, is, is the rewarding part. Just getting that kid to that next level. I don't care where they come in at. I just want to, if, if, if they're better when they leave, then, you know, what else can you do for them? Yeah, most definitely. Well, Brad, I really... I love your passion for this stuff, man. It's so exciting, and uh, uh, we sure appreciate you taking the time to to sit down and join us here during the middle of the show. But uh, uh, you're welcome back anytime. Make sure if you're in the area of the Ohio Valley CTC, make sure you go check them out and uh, send kids that way because it's so vital. Any of the CTCs or or like programs around the country, uh, get kids involved. If you have an opportunity to become involved as as an educator or a volunteer or something, go out and do it because uh, uh, it's just so vital to to contribute to this next generation. Brad, thank you so much. Thank you for having me and enjoyed being on the show. Next up on Fast Line Fast Track, we're going to take you to the back of the barn with our buddy Colt Barber. Colt, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Hey, buddy. Good to be with you and your guests and your fans and listeners. Man, so uh, you, as we've uh, explained to, to the listeners before, in addition to playing some of the great traditional country music that we love so much, also uh, are an ag consultant. You spend a lot of time with farmers and ranchers, and uh, one of the things that's on their mind these days is trade negotiations. Uh, we've got uh, USMCA, which we talked about uh, in the last episode that's still uh, uh, being batted about by Congress, and uh, also, here in the last couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of movement uh, on the China front. Uh, back in uh, July 2018, uh, China imposed the 25% uh, tariffs on a lot of goods in retaliation for some duties that were placed on Chinese goods. And uh, we've been back and forth a lot with the Chinese government uh, here a couple of weeks ago, they announced that they were going to uh, remove some of those tariffs for, from a, a handful of consumer goods. And then uh, uh, the next day, they also, it was a, announced in a, in a Reuters story that uh, uh, s- some Chinese companies are going to buy about 600 metric tons of soybeans, about 10 uh, boatloads of soybeans, in, in what seems to be a bit of a softening in uh, r- relations between the two what are you hearing there at the ground level from farmers in terms of how this whole trade war really impacts them? Well, Brent, uh, you know, a lot of guys have a lot of different opinions, but overall, um, you know, they want this thing to move um, and, and get some, some trade freed up uh, and, and help them on their prices. Uh, a lot of guys are watching it. Uh, farmers and ranchers and growers are watching this uh, intently to see 
uh, you know, what happens and, and how quickly uh, this will move. Um, I think it'll be good for a lot of people uh, once we get this opened up. When it's affected 18, it's affecting 19. And now as uh, a lot of producers are starting to make their plans for 2020, uh, you certainly don't want to go into it with another season of uncertainty. That's that's correct. We we really want to get this thing uh, cleared up, and uh, so we can uh, everybody can you know make some money and grow their crops and raise their stock, and and uh, we're we're just looking forward to that. Well, as they look to make money and try to to, to figure out uh, some ways around some of the challenges that they have, this is farm show season, and uh, you know we've just wrapped up a farm progress show, and we've just wrapped up the farm science review in London, Ohio, and now we turn our our attention. In a couple of weeks here to the Sunbelt Ag Expo in, in Moultrie. Um, as folks go to these shows, what are some of the things that they should focus on to make sure that they're getting the most out of their time spent and it's not just a, a show and tell for them? Well, besides the corn dog stand, uh, that would be the first place I'd go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I think for a lot of people, um, the expos and farm shows are, are a great place to see new innovations uh, with equipment, uh, with with seed. Uh, everybody that exhibits at these expos and farm shows, they're bringing their newest and the latest and the greatest out. So I think, you know, if you're, if you're looking to uh, buy a new piece of equipment or if you're looking to uh, maybe trade something in and, and, you know, or add something to your, um, to your equipment list, uh, it's a great place to go and see, um, you know, who's got what, uh, the new the new products, um, the seed uh, companies, um, they're always there, uh, you know, pushing uh, their latest and greatest. So I think overall it's just a great place to go uh, when you can go out to one of these farm shows, these expos, just to see what's new, uh, what's coming out, um, the latest you know advancements uh, in farm technology. Uh, you definitely want to. You definitely want to make the most of that when you go to one of these shows. Mm-hmm. And, and the one thing that I would add to that, just uh, being a, a fly on the wall observer at a lot of these shows, is uh, you go by a lot of these booths and tents and so forth, and uh, there there seems to be a lot of uh, folks with a lot of knowledge that just seem to stand around that people don't really go up and engage yeah. them. And and this is really the time to uh, outside of having to go into a dealership. This is really the time yep. to to learn, dig in, and, and ask questions. That's what those folks are there for. Oh yeah, and you know every company that is at a, an expo, they send um, they send their reps there, and these guys have all the information, and the knowledge, and like you said, it is a good time to you know to be able to just get in a conversation and really uh, pick their brain and see what they're saying, what they're seeing, uh, and, and get some advice on things that you may be looking for. So I encourage people to, to go to your farm shows, go to your expos, go see your experts, go visit you know their booths and their tents and uh, their displays and see what's new and what's happening. And uh, it'll make your overall farm and ranch experience a lot better. And I would take that a step further and and uh, say get on the uh, the show website in advance, see who's going to be there and how that aligns with some of the, the uh, uh, concerns that you have in your own operation. And then do a little homework in advance so you can come in prepared with questions to ask them. That, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I, I have seen people that they'll get their program and they'll circle the, the spots that they definitely want to see. Because uh, there's so much stuff, and you can spend all day and several days there, um, you know, having fun and 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 seeing the uh, the exhibits and the, the equipment. But I uh, definitely would, uh, you know, figure out who you want to go see and uh, write down some questions. 
get your answers you need to help um, your your operation run smoother. Well, what's new with Colt Barber, the musician, these days? What do you got on the on the horizon? Man, we're looking forward to heading into the fall season in October. We're going to be in Mississippi, uh, Tennessee. Uh, we're going to be in uh, Louisiana, uh, Texas. Um, so we're we're excited, and some other dates that uh, are coming up. We're just excited to be out in the beautiful fall. And uh, looking forward to meeting everybody out there on the road. Well, I tell you what, if you get a chance, make sure you go check him out. Make sure you check out his website, coltbarber.com. That's Colt with a K. Make sure you check him out. Also, make sure you check him out on his social media accounts as well and follow along uh, with everything he's got going on. And Colt, we appreciate you bringing us to the back of the barn here on another episode of Fast Line Fast Track. Brent, I appreciate it so much. Always good to be with you, and I appreciate everything you do for agriculture next up we take you to the Ernest tub record shop 417 broadway in downtown nashville tennessee where we catch up with recording artist lucas hogue who's had a top-selling album on the billboard charts and has appeared on the grand Ole opry he's a brand ambassador for bass pro shops and cabela's a southwest airlines southwest storyteller and has been an nra country featured artist and above all else he's just an all-around great guy we hope you enjoyed this interview with lucas hogue back on fast line fast track from the Ernest tub record shop 417 broadway nashville Tennessee. We've got a real treat here for you. It's uh, Lucas Hogue. Lucas, welcome to Fast Line Fast Track. Thanks, brother. It's good to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. Man, so you're a native of Hubble, Nebraska. That's right there in the uh, the Fast Line sweet spot. Uh, yeah. Farming Country USA. How many people in Hubble? Well, when I left, there was 44. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, big farming country. Out oh, there. that's I, and that's what I love about it. You know, I still I'm actually going back home here in a couple of weeks to uh, start filming my new hunting show. So I'm excited about that. In addition to being an incredible singer, uh, he's also become a, a, a really great brand spokesman. You you you're yeah. doing, you've done stuff for Southwest Airlines, and uh, you've been the NRA Artist of the Month. So uh, a, a guy that the, the industry can really latch on to. That's been a nice, as an independent artist, you, you've got to find those niches, and you've done a great job with that. You really do, and it's all about aligning yourself with brands that uh, are already in your lifestyle brand anyway. You know, so it's it's cool when you can find those those family oriented companies that you can align yourself with and that help you along the way, and you can help them along the way too. So you're helping both brands benefit from each other, and it's it's a really great partnership and just a it's kind of a necessity these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, in addition to that, uh, you've also done a bit with TV. You, you had a song that uh, was on Smallville, and uh, you were a host of a show on Animal Planet. That's right, man. It's a show called Last Chance Highway, and we rescued anywhere from 160 to 180 dogs every single week. Uh-huh. How'd you get involved with that? Man, it was just one of those things that just kind of came about, you know, and we're always looking for different opportunities and things like that. And, uh, there was a, an ad that came along the line, hey, looking for a guy that, that can help out with dogs or something on the weekends or, you know, something like that. I was like, well, there's a whole lot going on at the time, you know. And, uh-huh. and uh, my manager at the time said, hey, why don't you go check this guy out up here and cook the went and it was basically an interview but we didn't know what exactly it was going to be uh-huh. they're like well you're really good with dogs and yeah like that for me and my wife have been rescuing dogs and that's all a long time just done around and um, it just came by naturally and it kind of flew into itself and then they realized oh this is going to be a tv show and it all just happened kind of organically it was pretty cool that's excellent so take us back a little bit how does a guy in nebraska <laughs> Come by country music. Where, where, where were you? Who, who are your influences? Yeah. And h- how did you develop a career out there? 
Well, you know, as you know, there's only a few things to do out in Nebraska. And farming is the main one, and then there's hunting, fishing, living in the outdoors, and doing everything like that. And uh, again, it just came by naturally to me, and I, I gravitated towards uh, country music because. Well, I had an older sister and an older, two older sisters and an older brother. And every time they played the radio, I really didn't like what they had to play. And uh, finally, my mom and dad started bringing me like uh, singer-songwriter tapes and records and things like that. And uh, really gravitated towards like Skip Ewing and Paul Overstreet. Oh, yeah. These guys that could craft a song and deliver it themselves, too. Because there was a lot of people out there that, you know, were on the radio that weren't writing their own music, you know, at the time. Mm. And uh, it was just cool that, oh, these are the guys that are writing the hit songs as well. So, yeah, you know, it's pretty cool to have so it wasn't an overnight success. <laughs> when did you move to Nashville? I moved right out of high school and been here ever since. And uh, you just got to know that you're going to stay here and, and do everything that you can to sink your teeth into this town and, and be a staple here. So I started pounding nails and building houses in uh, Leaper's Fork area oh, wow. uh, just to pay the bills and, and keep me grounded here in Nashville. And it, it paid off. You know, I'd come down here and play on Broadway. Uh, in, in the evenings from about 6 o'clock till about 2 o'clock in the morning and I go home get a nap and then go to work and then just do it all and walk over again. So, and so uh, I mean everything kind of ebbed and flowed and then in 2017 yeah. things really started taking off for you. Man you uh, made your first uh, Billboard album chart appearance with Dirty South debut, debuting at number 12 and uh, and then bumped all the way up to number 5. Yeah and then went on to number 1 for the country album yeah. Yeah. chart. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's when, when some of these other brands started uh, noticing you. That's when uh, uh, Rolling Stone named you one of the top ten artists to watch in, in 2017, in February yeah. of that year. And uh, it's been building ever since. You know, we, you just can't sit still in this industry. I mean, it's ever-changing, so you got to change with it a little bit as much as you can without changing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to do. But, uh, you know, you do things along the way that's going to get you to the next step and the next step, and you hope people will come along for the ride. And if they want to, great. And if not, you just got to keep trucking and doing what you do best. Yeah. So what's on the horizon for you? Got new music coming out right now. Got, uh, it's called That'll Be The Day. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a cool song about, uh, you know, guys always saying, oh, no, that'll never happen to me. That, that'll be the day when that happens. And get, ends up getting married in the end, you know. Uh, is that a song you wrote? Yeah, yeah. I pretty much write 90% of everything I do these days. So is that coming from experience, that song? Oh, yeah. Always. Every, if there was a guy out there who told you it wasn't, he'd be yeah. lying to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just lots of great stuff. Lots of great co-writers that we've been working with. Uh, wrote a song called Bad People with Jordan Davis. That, uh, it's probably one of my favorites on the list right now. It's, uh, it's an exciting song. It's very swampy, uh -huh. you know, about how... Uh, Good people just sometimes do bad things. Yeah, his star's pretty bright right now, too. Yeah, he's burning good. That's excellent. So uh, if people want to find out more about your music, where do they go? Yeah, you can go to lucashogue.com and Hogue's H-O-G-E, or you can go to um, all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, is all just Lucas Hogue. Gotcha. And if you're following the Fast Line Fast Track playlist on Spotify, uh, we've loaded up uh, the playlist with a bunch of his music, right the, some of the new stuff, some of the older stuff. So make sure you check that out, but then go buy the stuff. Go, go, yeah. go, go. To go to Apple, Amazon, wherever you can. Put put some money in his pocket so he can eat. There you go. If, if Change you, the tire, get new shoes. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> if you would, everybody thinks you're in high cotton once you hit this point, but uh, man, it's still a grind. Oh, it always is. I mean, you can talk to anybody, anybody that's up there, even 
in uh, the higher cotton, you know, number one hits. That's that's when the, the the job gets even harder. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, as you hit on earlier, there's always somebody nipping at your heels. There's always somebody new moving to town. Heard a, a statistic a couple of days ago: eighty new people moving to this town, Nashville, every day. No, that's about right because it, I was told about two thousand a month. So. Yeah, and probably ninety nine percent of them either write or play. So yeah, or sing and give up. A lot of them give up. Yeah, and yeah. That's the sad thing because there's a lot of talent out there. Yeah, and that's and a testament can, to your perseverance, man. You can walk up and down the street and you can see talent pouring out of waiters and waitresses and people screaming for tip money up there and they're just as good as people on the radio it's just a matter of who you know man lucas we appreciate you taking the time to come to the ernest up record shop and be on fast line fast track thanks buddy i appreciate you having me yeah no problem so we're gonna let him get set up here and uh, we're gonna give you some of that new music from lucas hope this is the new single it's called that we did
Memphis Blues Band. He's over 40 years old now. Nights would be so cold now if she had stuck it out with that blues man. And those were the soulful country sounds of Lucas Hogue. Make sure you check him out at lucashogue.com. And harvest season's here. If you're in the market for equipment, make sure you make your first stop fastline.com. Check out the new look price comparison tool with the Iron Average, powered by Iron Solutions. Be sure to follow Fastline Fast Track on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Pinterest, and add our Spotify playlist to your library to hear music from past, current, and upcoming guests. And we collected so many interviews at Farm Science Review that we're throwing in an additional episode of the show. Check back October 3rd for that. And don't forget, bring along a friend. You've been listening to Fast Line Fast Track, presented by Fast Line Media Group. To learn more about Fast Line's customer-focused marketing solutions, visit FastLineMediaGroup.com and check out our brand websites, FastLine.com, BigAg.com, and PinkTractor.com. If you have topic suggestions for future podcasts, drop us a line at brent.adams at fastline.com. Something like that.